Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend and co-host, Jamie Wagner. Jamie, good to be with you today. It's been a little bit of a crazy couple of weeks for us with sports starting. We didn't know if it was going to start. Now some of them are figuring out our schedule. I know we had a, you had a couple of speaking engagements this week, but in the midst of that, we still get to do this awesome thing, which is record podcasts. But tell me a little bit about your week and kind of where you're at right now. Yeah, it's been a busy week, a good week. It's been good to connect with people that we've been trying to serve, you know, through this crisis um, in a couple of different ways. You know, I had a ton of conversations with some of these coaches about what the season was going to look like potentially. And now we have some clarity, at least here in Minnesota, about what sports are happening and what their seasons are going to look like. And so it was really great to connect with a couple different teams and groups this week and, and give them some good juice to to think about how to approach their season, even though it's going to be different and they don't know potentially what the postseason is going to look like and, and being able to shape their thought process around what are my goals without that outcome driven process. And I think that was a really uh, meaningful thing for me to think about also, because we challenge on the podcast process, not outcomes all the time, but then going and working with these kids that they don't know what the outcomes they even have control over our right now. Like there's not a postseason tournament that allows you to go to the state tournament potentially. And so really good framing for me to remind myself like, Hey, we, we don't always know what the outcome potential is going to be. Just deal with the here and now and be present. We've talked about that a lot in recent podcasts, but be present and, and attack the goals that you have so that we can find our best performance today. And so that's been a big challenge for the groups that we've been working with. Well, and I think something that is going to come up in the interview today, Holly Hoffman, who we talked to, and we'll get to her bio in a second here, but she uses the phrase, it's not about surviving, it's about thriving. I think of all of these high school kids and coaches and adapting and adopting a mindset around how do I thrive in this? And it and it's not just about sports. I mean, and it's our businesses too. How do I, Bob talked about it a few weeks ago, get better, get stronger out of this crisis. And, and I think now we're seeing that with some decisions and some finality about sports seasons. Okay. How do we switch to, how are we going to thrive in this? How are we going to frame this for our athletes and for ourselves and our parents and our communities that this is going to make us better if we can get ourselves to, to think in that it's not about survival. It's about thriving and, and taking steps forward. I think one of the challenges in working with students and athletes and young people is that their their frame is so finite. It's so short windowed. And we get in the same place. You know, we as adults do the same exact things. Like with kids, we give them an excuse because maybe their brains aren't fully formed yet. And that's no offense to any of you teenagers that are listening out there, but it's, you know, science has proven this. We're not, you know, men, especially we aren't all the way there until we're 25, you know, females it's a little bit sooner you're maybe lucky. 25 yeah maybe 25 I wasn't 25 for me that's for sure um but the window that we think we have is so finite and when we can project out in the future a longer term i just talked about being present and doing what i need to do in the now yes that's true but that also benefits us 
long-term and the window that we can make dramatic improvements might not be tomorrow or in the framework of a seven week season or an 11 week season. It might be that this work that I'm doing right now is actually going to benefit me two or three or four years from now. And I need to stay the course. And that's, that's the challenge in all of this is to what can you do today that will benefit us long-term. If I find my best today, I now know what that looks like and I can raise the level of it. And over time, you can raise the level of it pretty dramatically. No doubt. So today's conversation, we have Holly Hoffman, a very interesting individual. We've known her for a few years, um, but not necessarily in a professional way until we did the interview. And, And I think she's an author, She's a public speaker. She travels all over the country speaking. And a a lot of it came from, or most of it came from her experience on the TV show Survivor. And I think she's got some awesome stuff to share um, that I think is going to hit home with a lot of our listeners. Absolutely. I think she talks about wanting to quit and how being faced with that reality in a very, very challenging set of circumstances uh, changed who she was. And I think uh, that lesson alone, there's more than that in there, but that that alone can be useful for any of us because we've all been faced with that. And I don't want to do this. And maybe we've all, we've walked the other way when that challenge has happened. What does it mean to stand up to that? And how does it change us? Holly, thanks for joining us on the Eyes Up Mindset podcast. Can't wait to get to our conversation and learn more about what you're up to these days. Thank you so much for having me. I'm extremely honored to be here. So thank you. You bet. And so one of the ways that we invite guests to be on our podcast is really, do they align with our mission and our values? And eyes up mindset for us is the things that we talk about that we try to live every day are get better today by challenging ourselves, by dealing with adversity building community around us, relying on one another. You know, I was looking at your website today and, and the, the words that you kind of have on your homepage are faith, attitude, determination, confidence, desire, and perseverance. And that just fits right along with what we are, are talking about each week. So I'm just wondering if you could just give us a little bit about kind of your passion and whether it's those things or something else and, and talk a little bit about your why of what you're doing. Today. Well, actually, um, those words came to me after I played the game of Survivor. Um, and when I played Survivor, and I've always, I've always been very competitive. Um, I've always felt like the importance of taking opportunities is, is huge because stepping out of your comfort zone helps you grow, helps you learn. And, you know, we all fail at times. We're not always, when you speak about ath- athletes or being in athletics, we're not all state champions, but it's just about trying and crossing that finish line. And so when you take those six words, I truly believe that those six words will go with everything in life. And I was dropped off in a jungle in Nicaragua to play this game. And I had to try to survive for 39 days. And that's why, of course, I have my survivor sign behind me. And we're all trying to survive right now through this pandemic. But it's not about surviving, it's thriving. And those six words will help you thrive. And when I was in the middle of the jungle, day five, I wanted to quit and I was done. It was 
first of all, I thought the show was fake. I thought they make this stuff up and they, they film for five, five hours and then they put you in a camper and give you a donut and a cup of coffee. Well, that is not true. <laughs> it is absolutely the real deal. And I just was completely out of my comfort zone. And I thought there is absolutely no way I can do this. My saving grace was Jimmy Johnson, the former NFL football coach for the Dallas Cowboys, who was on my tribe. And I also feel like in life, any type of mindset, I did not have a very good mindset. And I think I, I really reached out to him because he was a coach. And he, I just thought, you know what? This guy can probably help me. He can inspire me. And he said, Holly, if you quit, do you realize what you're doing? And his words just hit me. And so I continued to play and through the game, that's how I developed those six words. And I just truly believe that everybody needs to take those six words with them in life. That's awesome. Like talking about learning and growing in the fire of challenge and adversity. It's so true of all of us, all of the aspects of life. I, I just wonder like what makes you, you know, we've been to your place in South Dakota, Northern South Dakota. What makes somebody from nowhere, right? I mean, it really is kind of the middle of nowhere. Because um, I'm from a small town in Minnesota, also the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. Take that step to apply for Survivor. And then it's probably on a lark, right? I mean, you don't think it's going to happen, do you? Oh. You know, I, I was shocked myself because I just did it. It was like a last minute thing. My video was not very good. I shot one video. I didn't have a script. I just did it. And I wasn't going to send it in. And the season that I applied for, they had over 100,000 applications. That's incredible. So there, there were a lot of applications. And I don't know. I, 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 I ask myself sometimes, you know, what made me do this? A lot of my friends said I was going through menopause, but I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> I think it was totally just stepping out of my comfort zone and seeing if they were even going to call me. And of course, when they called me, I thought it was fake. I thought one of my friends was playing a joke on me, but I'm a true believer that everything happens for a reason. And the struggles that I faced in this game, everything was taken away from me and being in a jungle, the first 17 nights I was out there, I was sleeping in the pouring rain and you know, you're, you're freezing and you're shivering and you have no food. I lost 22 pounds Um, I was living off of a quarter cup of rice. The test that you put yourself through is also your mindset. Because when we went to a challenge and we had to compete and we, you don't sleep all night and you're sleeping in the pouring rain and you're standing in the middle of the night over the fire, trying to dry your clothes for the next day, you have one set of clothes. It's all about mindset. You have to have the right mindset. And I believe that's in life. In life, if you don't have the right mindset in what you do, you're going to struggle. And there's so much negativity around us. And I really think that that's another thing that we need to just get rid of because negativity will, will bring everybody down, not just you, but the people around you. I think you said something really interesting. You said you sought out this coach, right? Because he was going to give you encouragement and engagement and challenge you with the right words. I think we don't do that enough in life. No, when I speak, I I show a little clip and it's Jimmy Johnson and I sitting on a a log and him, he was speaking to me. And after that video, I look at the audience and I say, who's your Jimmy Johnson? Because sometimes in life, we just think that we can do it all on our own. 
And it's okay to reach out to people and say, you know what, I just need someone to talk to, or can you help me with something? So it, it's totally okay not to be okay and ask someone for help. Yeah, and I, I think Jamie kind of already talked a little bit about it, but how do you put yourself out there into that discomfort of applying? But then I think the next step, I think a lot of us try to do that, but then are unwilling to take the next step of, well, what if they actually call me? What if that, what if that opportunity actually presents itself? And I think it's, I mean, you talked about it. You said it's, I thought it was kind of fake at the beginning. I thought it was a, my friend of mine playing a prank on me, but you then were willing to say, okay, well, this is real now. I wasn't intending for this to happen. And I think a lot of times in life that happens to us. If we are willing to put ourselves out there, seek out opportunities and challenge, doors will open. The question is, are we willing to walk through it? Are you willing to walk through it? Isn't that the truth? And I just, I just love your podcast because everything that I speak about, you guys speak about. And, you know, you have to take that first step because we all know the number one thing that holds us back is fear. It's, and it's fear of the unknown. And the day before I was supposed to leave to go play this crazy game, I was going to back out because I was, I was fearful of the, the unknown. What am I going to step into? Can I do this? I was questioning myself. But that's why in life we all need a circle. And this, this, the people that we surround ourselves with, that's huge. Because that's what my family did for me. They were encouraging me and they were saying, you can do this. But then there's always that little voice in the back of, of your head. And mine was, you're not the ones that have to go and do this and go live in a jungle for 39 days. But if you never try, you're never going to know. So that, that's also important is, is to overcome fear. Fear is huge. That's the number one thing that holds people back. So you talk about day five, you're in a place where you want to quit and you end up being the last female on your season. You make it the last member of your tribe. Like, how does that transition happen? You talk about mindset. What else is going on that kind of brings you through the fire? You know, I was actually, when I said I was quitting on day five, the producers came up to me and they said, you're really going to quit? And I said, there's no way I can do this. And they were setting up the cameras for me to do my exit interview. And I was sitting on a log and there was a camera in front of me and there were two producers there and they were kind of talking and I was just sitting there and I said, what are we waiting for? And they said, well, we're waiting for Jeff Probes. He's the host of the show. They're bringing him in because he's going to interview you about quitting. And I went, uh-oh, this is not good. And here I was a swim coach. I coached swimming for 17 years. And this is my first thought after they said that, what are my athletes going to think about me? what are my athletes going to think about me walking off and quitting on national television? And I just got up off that log and I started walking back. And one of the producers, he hollered at me, what are you doing? And I remember turning around and I said, I applied for this game. I need to play this game. So I also think sometimes our mindset, we need to think about, what is this going to do for us in the future? Because we did have two girls that quit on our season. And I think there's especially one that struggles from that to this day. And it's been 10 years. Yeah. So it's, it's all thinking about, you know, quitting is the easiest thing you can do in your life and not trying. You have to try. Trying is not failing. 
So it's just telling yourself that you can and not coming up with all the excuses as why you can't. One, one of the speeches that you give is called Lead Simply. I would imagine, I mean, the, the things that you just talked about right there, I, I don't know that some of the motivation for your speech came from that situation, but you talk about modeling the behavior you want to see, connecting with people, and then involving them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. As a coach, there's nothing more convicting as saying I quit or I didn't give my best and what are people, my athletes specifically going to think about that? And I think as a leader that's in business, in life, and as part of a leader in your family, those principles ring true in that too. So I, talk a little bit about your lead simply speech that. Well, you know, leadership is defined in so many words. I mean, it's, it's, there's so many words that define it, but when you take those three words and you put them all together, that's, that's, a, that's a true framework for leadership because leadership is about modeling. Leadership is about connecting with other people and leadership is about involving. And when you think about athletics and you think about mindset, put those three words together and what do you get? Success in every single way. And so I do, I do a lot of breakouts with that leadership program and I bring in my, my survivor story a little bit, but I also talk a lot about how we've really gotten away from face-to-face communication. And I know we have to all Zoom now, you know, with the pandemic and so forth, but we're still connecting, you know, we're still involving people. And um, so I talk about how connected we are to cell phones and how connected we are to technology. And sometimes we just need to put those things down and we need to have those face-to-face communications. I don't know what you guys think, but this is what I think. Out of every bad comes something good. And this pandemic has been really hard on a lot of uh, businesses and communities and schools, but it's also been good for a lot of families. A lot of families are spending more time together. They're sitting down and they're having meals together. So that's, that's true leadership is those three words. And I, I think people want two things, right? They want to belong to a group. They want to be involved, what you said, or they want to connect to people. And then when they're in that group and they know that they belong, they want to know that they matter within that circle. And so they want to be involved in the things that are happening there. I, that, that sense of modeling, connecting, and involving just makes so much sense to me as a leadership principle. How do you, how do you transition from survivor and not knowing what's going to come out of that into a business that is going and speaking internationally, engaging with people? Like, how do you take this one thing that happened, which could or could not have changed your life in a dramatic way, and say, I'm going to make the most of this, and then step into speaking and hoping to change people's lives in the process well i'm going to be very honest with you (laughs) i didn't expect this for this to happen i was i as the show went on i every wednesday night i had a survivor gathering and you know i traveled throughout the state and i would um watch the show with people and all over the state and i had someone approach me and they said would you be willing to speak to our kiwanis club and i said sure And I remember hanging up the phone and going, what am I supposed to talk about? So I called CBS and I said, I need to talk to Jeff Probes. And they said, well, we'll have him call you back. So Jeff called me and I said, I just got asked to speak. I said, what am I supposed to talk about? And he said, just talk about your experience. And he said, "Um, 
but mainly just speak from your heart. And that's what I did. I did that my first presentation. I got up there and I talked about my experience and, and that speech just, it was kind of the snowball effect. Uh, it led to two more speeches that led to three more speeches. And I actually did that for two years. And then I had a speaking bureau reach out to me. And I actually said no right away. I said, no, I think I can do this on my own. And then she reached out to me again. And I said, okay, maybe I'll try this. And it just took off. But it's been a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's not just getting up on stage and speaking and showing up. And, you know, you have to be well prepared. And so I turned it into a business, Interdepth LLC. Um, and it, it has. It's been a lot of work. But it's all about those six words. There it is. Having the desire to do it, the determination, the right attitude, and putting all those six words together. And... I also think it's just, it's about staying true to yourself. If you have a story to tell and you know that it's going to um, positively affect someone in the right way or that it could change someone's life, you need to tell it. Because I, I know I, I hate to interrupt you, John, but we, we, um, we, you talked about that door and I, I actually talk about a door in my presentation and uh, that, that makes a big difference. No, I was just going to say that is another example of having a door being opened because of an experience or a challenge that you under, undertook and then being willing to walk through the door reluctantly, maybe at first. Yes. You know, yeah. What am I yeah. going to speak about? I'll come speak, but I'm not sure. But you did it. And my guess is that each time now it's a little bit easier because when we start to live our life, seeing opportunities, and being open to what is presented to us, no matter how far out of the realm of what we thought our life or what we think it should be, when we live our life in that way, it gets a little bit easier each time. Absolutely. Um, the door that I talk about opening is, um, I grew up in an abusive family. My father was an abusive alcoholic. And as a, as a child, I remember sitting in my room with the door tightly closed and I always felt like I was living behind a door. Uh, I was always a little afraid of taking that first step or grabbing that doorknob and opening that door. And I always felt like I had a kind of a big chip on my shoulder as well because I didn't have a very good childhood. I don't have a lot of good childhood memories. And that kind of caused a lot of some anger in my life that I had to deal with. And when you're sitting in a jungle with the clothes on your back, and you realize that you have to try to survive with a small amount of food and you have to try to get to the end, it makes you appreciate what you do have. And I remember on day 33, uh, we, I received a, um, a video on a cell phone for my family back home. And as I left camp that day, I just followed this path and I sat on this log and I'm sitting in a jungle with the clothes on my back. And the first person I thought about was my mom. And I thought, you know what? I'm not the true survivor my mom is. And she's, she's really the one that, that grounded me and molded me. And I didn't think, it, think back then, you know, when you're a teenager, you think you know everything, right? And as I get older, I realize what my mom really did. She worked three jobs to raise three kids. Uh, she worked very, very, very hard. And I, I truly believe her, she set the, 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 the pace for all, all three of us. I have two older brothers and um, that, that also makes a big difference as well. 
So opening doors is huge. It's huge. And I think there are a lot of ways that people would deal with that scenario where we've all experienced some sort of hardship or trial in our life, you know, and we all look back on our childhood in different ways, fondly or otherwise. And we see those times as how did I respond to things? And you said the way that I used to respond isn't going to define the way that I respond now. I think that's such a powerful message because I, I escaped, you know, like that was me. I, when anything got hard, um, in my family life or my personal life, I just would go and run or work out or do something else to not be in the mess of it. And so instead of walking through the door to to deal with the challenge, I would run away and Mm -hmm. I hit it in different ways. And as I got older, it became playing poker and gambling and doing other things that are also unhealthy, mm-hmm. you know, but that doesn't define who I am today. Sometimes I still have the itch to go and do some of those same things to run away in those hard moments, but it, who we were doesn't define who we can become. And I think that's such a powerful message and you don't have to be on an, a survivor type game to learn that experience. You just have to go through the door like you talk about it 100 percent. don't let don't ever let your past define your future because all of those struggles that you faced you've learned something from them and that's the key word right there <laughs> if you don't learn from those struggles that's then it becomes an issue but once you've learned from those struggles and say i'm going to take these struggles and i'm going to they're going to make me stronger that's when you know you're making progress And I did, I had a big chip on my shoulder and the biggest thing that you can live with in your life is a grudge. And sometimes we let anger, you know, take, take over and we let a a negative attitude take over. And we all, it doesn't matter who you are in life. It doesn't matter how much money you have in life. It doesn't matter, you know, what your status is. It doesn't matter. We all have something in life that we've either dealt with, we're dealing with, or we may deal with. And I'm a true believer in that. And it's how you get through it. It, That's what shows what kind of person you really are. So Holly, we talk about growing every day and challenging ourselves. And there's no doubt in my mind that you are doing the same in your life. What we like to give resources to our listeners in terms of, because we, we interview a broad spectrum of people. And so what, what sorts of things are you engaging with maybe on a daily basis or in your week where well, there might be something that you're reading or listening to um, that challenge and grow you? Well, actually, just doing this today is great. Talking to the both of you, I appreciate being here. I try to stay connected as much as I can to people, and that's one of my leadership words. Um, I try to involve people where I can. But most importantly, I truly think it's just about we're all going through this pandemic together and we're, I look at it as we're all living in a jungle together and it's how we're going to get through the end. It's not about surviving. It's about thriving. Uh, Going from live presentations to virtual presentations has been a challenge for me because I love people. I like to be around people. I like to shake people's hands. I like to hug people. And then standing here in front of a computer and not moving on stage, but I had to do one and I was like, I can do this. So that's been a change as well. But um, I just also think that I I love to read quotes. Um, I'm also reading a book, a spiritual book right now and I'm doing a workbook, that's really helped. 
Um, and staying connected with speakers has helped, staying connected with family, staying connected with grandkids and children, that's helped a lot. Once a person is, right away it was really hard. My last presentation live was uh, March 11th. I had, I've had one live one since then, but you know, when you're used to going and then all of a sudden your life changes, and I was like, okay, I need to do something because, so I started running. Um, I went five miles this morning. <laughs> I've been working out. I've lost 13 pounds. <laughs> so I thought I am not going to sit here and feel sorry for myself because I'm not traveling and speaking. So I took it in the other direction and I thought this is the time where I can physically and, and um, you know, improve myself. So that's what I started doing. And you talk about going to virtual. How? You know, that transition and not being on stage, not being with people obviously has been challenging. How's it gone otherwise? You know, it's gone pretty good. I, I had to, you know, invest in a microphone and some lights and I had the sign, of course. But once you do it, it's like this is the new normal. You know, this is it's it's all one word. And that one word is adapting. We have to adapt to the now because we don't know what the future holds. We don't know if we're ever going to go back to speaking in front of thousands of people. So if you're not willing to step out of your comfort zone and adapt to the now, you may struggle a little bit. So I do to, I've added that to my, to my presentation. Like when I wanted to quit on day five on Survivor, I had to be out there and I was like, wait a minute, I need to adapt to the now. I can't wait to adapt tomorrow. I can't wait to adapt the next day. I have to do it right now. So that's what I, when I talk about going to virtuals, it's totally about adapting now. So Holly, speaking of your virtual speaking, you're an author, you have a couple of books out. I know you have a website. Where can people find your stuff or connect with you if they're interested in learning more about what you're doing or uh, hiring you to speak to their group? Sure. I have a website, hollyhoffman.com. And all of my contact information is on that website. And it comes directly to me. So if anyone is interested in hiring me to speak, they can reach out to me as well. And then I have two books, Your Winner Within and Write Yourself a Note. And you can also order those through Amazon or you can contact me directly through my website. Excellent. Um, you know, I know from personal experience, it's been wonderful communicating and connecting with you because you're so responsive. So if you are looking for someone to come and change the culture of your organization or your team, whoever it is, certainly reach out to Holly. She's got some awesome stuff on her website. As far as us, you can always find us online on all the social media and our website is eyesupmindset.com. So Holly, it's been truly our pleasure to have you today and thank you for taking the time to, to join us and, and share your story and, and it's, it's awesome stuff. Thank you very much. I was very honored to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks Holly. Clearly, the experience of being on Survivor and 39 days in the jungle and being faced with quitting was a transformative experience for Holly. We all have them. We've all been through something that leads us to a new understanding of the world, a new mindset. Holly's became around those six words that she talked about. Her mindset was shaped and focused on those things. John, what in your life has been this kind of transformative experience that you carry things with you that has changed the way that you think? I think we've talked about it before, but you and I 
share a common bond in our experience playing football at Bethel University. You know, we had our head coach on a few weeks ago, and there is not a day that goes by that I don't think about one of the phrases that we used. And I think that was the challenge, you know, he gave us a few weeks ago is don't let it just be words. And, and for me, it isn't just words. And I, I think Holly talks about her words that came out of Survivor. And those aren't just, that's how she lives her life now. You know, some of the things like for me, it's, you know, be a horse. You know, anybody can be a, a donkey, right? Anybody can go out there and make mistakes and live their life however they want to live. But racehorses, you know, and this is a much longer story that I'm not, I don't, I don't have to tell because I think people will understand, but racehorses have to be disciplined. They have to have structure in their life. They have to have a perspective of this is where I want to get to. And it's hard to do that. But if we can remind ourselves, be a horse every day, like what is the decision that is facing me right now? What's the easy way? That's the donkey, right? Whatever's comfortable. But if I'm being a horse, like that's, that's how do I get closer to my goals? How do I be a better husband, a better therapist, a better consultant? So that's one of the things. And I think there's a ton of things and people have heard them over and over and they will continue to because that's what has shaped our lives. And I, I agree. I think people have those experiences and they might not always be positive experiences. Well, and Holly talked about that too, that she had a, pot, a pretty negative experience with doors as a child. And she's completely reframed that to say, instead of standing behind the door and being fearful, I'm going to walk through the door and take a risk. You don't just apply for a survivor and expect to get it. But when it's set, when they say, yes, now you have to walk through it. And day five, she had to walk through the door of, I'm not going to quit. I want to, but I'm not going to. What's that for you? What's that? For you as a listener to say, I'm going to carry this thing with me that I've learned from the past through this door to change my future. Because that is an amazing challenge, it is incredibly difficult. But when we do that, the whole process changes going forward. And as always, live eyes up.